praise God. Welcome to Growing in His Word. Growing in His Word was was made for believers and non-believers to understand God's Word effectively. And what we're doing on this podcast is we're, we're growing in God's Word verse by verse, and we're understanding what Jesus Christ desires in our life. And number one, we've seen from last week in John chapter 14 that Judas was being answered by Christ and Judas, Judas, not the Iscariot, was telling him, Lord, how is it that you will manifest yourself to us and not to the world? Well, Jesus answered and said to him, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word and my father will love him and he will come to him and he'll make our home and, and make our home with him. He who does not love me does not keep my words and the word which you hear is not mine, but the Father who sent me. You know, Jesus was beyond loving. He was merciful. And we're going to see this, how he confronted his, his disciples, how they were with him, and how Jesus is building momentum in, in non-believers' lives and also in the believers' lives. And so as we go through this word and we go through this chapter, we're going to see the awesome awesome radical statements that Christ uses and believe me this this chapter is just an awesome chapter it talks so much about what we need to do with Christ God bless you guys and welcome to growing in his word father we come before you we thank you for this word Lord we ask that you speak Holy Spirit in Jesus name amen well praise God man and and we're looking at Jesus he's the helper the father the son and the Holy Spirit he's confronted the disciples he's he's you know he's excited and that's what we need to be excited about Jesus. We need to be more like Christ. We need to be more holy. And we need to seek Jesus in all things. Because if we don't, we get complacent. We forget about where God wants us. And our mind becomes trapped with the desires from our wicked hearts. And listen, the enemy will try to trip you up. He'll try to make you think. You're, he wants to See, the enemy's job is to isolate you. Lie to you. Take you away from your, your believer friends and, and not give you the hope that God wants for you. And so Jesus, he's on a roll, man. And he's and last week we were in verse 29. We went on and says, And now that I told you before it comes, that when it does come to pass, you may believe. I will no longer talk much with you, for the ruler of the world is coming, and he has nothing in me. But that the world may know that I love the Father, and as the Father gave me commandment, so I do. Arise, let us go from here. And they did. And see, the ruler of the world is the devil. He wants to trip you up. He wants to attack you. He wants to separate you. He doesn't want you to read God's Word, because if you read God's Word, if you grow in His Word, then you won't become like the world. And Jesus said, we don't want nothing to do with the world. And so in, in, in John chapter 15, we see the relationship of believers to Christ. Listen, he says, I am the true vine. Wow. And my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes. That it may bear more fruit. Listen, we got to be, we got to bear fruit. Listen, it's the key. The key is bearing fruit as believers. And how do we do that? 
We study the Word of God. We grow in His Word. Listen, you can't just plant a tree in the garden, okay? And and it, see, no plant produces fruit instantaneously. The fruit is is the result of a process of reading the Word and, and experience God's love and His mercy. And we can never bear fruit unless we read His Word. <laughs> That's crazy. We can never continue to the next step if we don't read God's Word because the fruit is a result of the process of, of, of being pruned. Meaning, basically, God cleanses us. The, Jesus is the vine. I am, he said, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. You can say the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Last week we talked about the Helper, the Holy Spirit. How Jesus said, He will never leave you alone. Well, what does that mean? I'll tell you what it means. It means that you can call on Christ for anything. Listen, the Helper, the Holy Spirit, will always aid you. He will always give you the wisdom because we, we don't have any. But we got to believe in ourselves. Life is a test, like the Garden of Eden. Adam and Eve was tested. We can see that in, in Genesis chapter 1, 2, and 3. God made man and, and, and he said in our image, like us, Elohim, plural. But then God set up the garden and man sinned. The serpent, the devil came. The one that Jesus just said, who was in the world. Because Jesus says not to be in the world. We're living in the world, but we're not, we're not to be part of that. We don't. But Jesus says, I am the true vine. And my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, He takes away. What do you mean He takes it away? Listen, and every branch that bears fruit, He prunes, so that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you. Listen, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. Listen, you cannot bear fruit alone. You can't do it. It isn't us that bears the fruit. It's the Holy Spirit in us that produces the fruit and that we're supposed to be more like Christ. We can't do anything on our own. We're bankrupt. We have nothing. Jesus says, I have everything to offer you, but you're bankrupt without me. You need me to cast a check. What are you talking about? Jesus is the bank. No, we don't want your money in growing in his word. <laughs> I don't need no more emails. We, we, don't, need any, we don't need your tithes. We, give it to your local church. This is an online free ministry. Listen, Jesus said you're bankrupt if you don't have me. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Imagine a vine, a grapevine. I mean, I had one. Once I was trying to grow it, and I was trying to, I, it was just, it was nasty. It was out of control, and it was, and the guy told me, hey, Yossi, listen, you don't know what you're doing. And I go, yeah, I know what I'm doing. I'm growing this big vine, this big, big old vine, man. I'm going to make uh, grapes and everything out of it. Oh, and it produced fruit, but they were squirts. They weren't really... They, were, they weren't big enough, man. They weren't really... And I was watering and watering and watering. And the guy came to me and he said, Listen, I grow grapes. I make wine. I go, well, I don't make wine. <laughs> 
But Jesus can turn water, you know, no anyways. So he comes up, man, he gets in, he says, Listen, this is how you do it. And he starts chopping my tree up, and I go, What are you doing, man? You're destroying my plants. He says, I gotta prune it. No, you're not pruning it, man. He's this guy's pruning my valley. He's just, it's stripping it. And he's taking the hose and he's washing it with a bucket and a big giant sponge. He's washing all the spiders and nasty stuff off the vine. He's washing it. He's pruning it. And then the next season came and there were these big, giant, beautiful, fruit-tasty grapes that just popped in my mouth. And, and he says, you like that? You see, man? Listen, Jesus is saying, do you want fruit? Let me bear it in you. A lot of believers try to bear fruit. They want to go and become something that they're not. Jesus is saying, let me wash all that garbage off your vine. You got a vine full of problems. Okay? Fruit wasn't made to fermentate and become booze and, and be stuck on that. Jesus is saying, get off the wine and get onto my vine. I am the true vine, man. Get off the wine and stay on my vine. Listen, Jesus is saying, don't be whining, but stay on the vine. Let me prune you. Let me help you. Let me show you. Let me be your Messiah. Let me be the one that you call Father. Listen, man. Listen. Because verse 5 says, I am the vine and you, listen, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. And if anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and withered. And they gather them and throw them into the fire and they are burned. Oh, what are you going to do? What God's going to do? Burn me? No, no, man, no. No. Listen. Listen. Okay? The fire here, it's basically a figurative. It's figurative. It's symbolizing the trials in our life. You know? James chapter 1 talks about it. Brethren, uh, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. Knowing that the trial produces patience, but let patience have its prophetic work. God wants to work in you. But we've got to let Him Man, listen, he wants to work in our life when we have trials. Look at First Peter, uh, First Peter, one through seven. But basically, we can also see the fire at the judgment seat of Christ in First Corinthians three eleven. But see, Jesus is not going to send us in hell for not bearing fruit. Okay, so. You know, the fruit here is basically a full circle, man. It's 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 talking about how he loves us and how he wants to wash us and we need to evangelize the people who are lost and and, and, and we need to step out in faith. We need to bear fruit, you know. We need to understand that the Father loves us and that he abides in us, and if we abide in him, you know, we are believers and He will show us everything we need to do. But we need to trust in that. Okay? Listen. God wants to work in us. He wants to wash us. He wants to gather us and love us. Okay? 
Verse 7 says, If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. By this my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit so you will be my disciples. Man, we got to be like Jesus. We can't, we can't sit anymore and just not read and not grow and not show the, the love of Christ. Listen, God wants us to be happy. People, you know, I see a lot of the, and a lot of times in the church, I see people they're 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 they always talk about how hard it is to follow Christ. It's so hard to follow Jesus. No, it's not. Oh, you don't understand. You're going to have so many trials and so many issues and so much stuff. No, you are, because you made that choice. You made that choice to hang out with that certain person. You made that choice to to drink all that booze and then make another unethical decision. You made that choice to uh, tell all the lies that you want to tell about other people. Listen, this is your life. Christ gave you freedom, but he wants us to be happy. And he's saying, do you want happiness, true happiness? Then you have to let me abide in you. You have to let me be the vine. You have to let me grow the fruit. Let's, Let's back off of that now. Listen, We've, pan- we've planted a grape tree. Now listen. The soil needs to be fertile. Am I correct? Yes. We don't grow grapes on rocks. It doesn't have any branches and any, 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 it doesn't have any roots to wither down to the water. Jesus is saying, plant me in your life listen to me Jesus is saying I am divine okay you need to plant this tree in the ground and let the roots come take all the way what does the roots do they find water they look for water so that they can grow look Jesus is saying like the tree a, a fruit tree, it grows and it produces fruit. Jesus is saying, he's using this illustration as him being the strong tree, the strong branch in your life and you depending on him for everything. No, really. He's saying, let me be the real true vine. Will you let me do that? Will you, will, you, will, you, will you let me in your life? And you're thinking, that's crazy how, how Jesus is comparing himself to a grape tree. No, no, he's saying, plant your life in Christ and let Christ grow the fruit. Let the Holy Spirit, the helper, grow the fruit in your life. And when you don't abide in Jesus Christ, it has serious consequences. Listen, number one, the person is cast out of the bat as a branch, indicating the loss of fellowship. And number two, the person is withered. It indicates of the loss of vitality. He dies because he doesn't have the word of God. Listen, number three, the person is burned, indicating a loss of reward. You don't have your reward anymore. You've lost it. You've burned away, melted away, you withered, you've lost out, you lose. You get nothing. You lose. Jesus said, 
Let me gather you. Come to me. All. All of you come to me. And so we can see the beauty of the branch. If this is what you want. It's choice. And and it's about our joy being full. And yes, there's going to be persecution. Okay? But Jesus gives us that joy and that love in 1 John chapter 1, 2, and 3. That surpasses all that. And Jesus will be glorified. Listen. Verse 8 says, By this, my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. That's how we be His disciples. And we follow Jesus the best of our ability and not beat ourselves up. Verse 9 says, As the Father loved me, I also have loved you. Abide in my love. First John talks about His love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in His love. It's hard to abide in His love, especially when we don't get what we want. We get angry, some of us. We lash out. It's because people don't understand the Word of God. Listen, it's important. It's our choice to abide in love, but we we have to make that choice. Just like Adam and Eve decided to sin against God, and their sin resulted in ultimate death. They had it made in the garden. They had it made, but the devil came to them, lied to them, and they bit the apple. Well, it doesn't say apple, but it the fruit. Now that we're on the fruit, they bit the fruit. Jesus is saying, don't bite the rotten fruit. Don't water the tree with recycled garbage water. Don't feed the, 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 the grapevine tree with, you know, rubbing alcohol. Water it. Man, water it with Jesus. Water Water your life with Jesus and watch what happens, man. You, 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 you'll never believe it. I've tried everything, Pastor. Well, try that now. Try Jesus. <laughs> he loves you, man. <laughs> this ain't the turn and burn message. This is Jesus loves you, but he wants you to abide in him. Okay, you know what to do. God's given you a conscience. You know, we know what's right and what's wrong. That's why we have police and law enforcement. We have, you know, judges and juries. We know what's right and what's wrong. God gave it to us. When we, you know, listen, God's given you a choice to love one another. Look, verse 9 says, As the Father loved me, I also loved you. The Father loves him. Wow. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you that my joy. Wow, my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full. I met this guy, man, he was, he was 95 years old. And he said, I said, how come, how did you live so long? He said, I've had all these heart surgeries. You know, I've been through so much. I went to World War II. I was a prisoner, POW. His name was Robert. And he was a beautiful guy, man. His airplane went down in Germany. He thought he was going to die. He was screaming, man. He was shot down. His plane went down. His comrades died. I went to a ceremony, man. He was a POW. They, they finally awarded him when he was like 89 years old. It's crazy. 
you know, and I asked him, what happened? He said, I was, I was taken by these farmers. All my comrades died. And I, all I grabbed was my Bible. He grabs his Bible and he tells me, you know, they have these emergency Bibles that the military gives you. He had one in his pocket and he, he was holding it, man, while he was walking through the forest. His plane was down and the local neighborhood turned him in. They turned him in, man, to the Gestapo's. And he, the Gestapo's came up to him and he, and he, he had his Bible in his pocket and they were looking at his Bible and he, and he, and he <laughs> they told him, yeah, they told him, who, who, you know, we got you. You're done. You're gone. You're going to prison. He went to a POW camp. And, you know, he begins to tell me this story. And, I, and, I, and I'm, I'm just bewildered. Wow. And, and he says, you know, man, listen, I had no joy. But it's the first time I prayed in my life to Jesus Christ. And he gave me that joy. Everybody died. But he lived to be 94 years old, man. Because he said of that, he said because he had that joy that Jesus gave him. And all he wanted to do was share that joy with the world. And he did. He died happy. He died serving Jesus for so many years. Became a pastor. He retired. Wow, it was amazing. Verse 11 talks about. These things I have spoken to you that my my joy may remain in you and, and that your joy may be full. And Robert's joy was full. But this is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. And Robert felt bad that day because he, he went down and his friends died for him in that airplane. And he lived and he wanted to know why he lived. He kept telling me, I, I, never, I never knew why I lived until I really received the joy of Jesus Christ. I had to carry that burden upon my shoulder for years in, in World War II. Listen, and he said that the, he said that he read this verse and it just changed his life forever. Listen, listen, you are my friends. It says that in verse 13, greater love Greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. You are my friends. If you do whatever I command you, no longer do I call you servants, nor a servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends for all, all things that I have heard from my Father I have made known to you. Verse 16 says, You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go bear fruit and that your your fruit should remain, that whatever you ask in the Father in my name, he may give you these things I command you, that you love one another. Listen, listen, Jesus said, I made known to you. He chose you. He appointed you that you should go bear fruit. God made you for a reason, for a season. So that you could be happy. Wow. Amazing. Jesus Christ made you, chose you, appointed you, and he is in love with you. And he wants to wash your vine and make you new and remain in you. He doesn't want to go anywhere. Stop resisting the Holy Spirit. Stop before it's too late. And as that airplane went down, Bob wanted to know why. And this is what he told me. 
because God had a plan for me. I lived so that I could tell millions of people that Jesus Christ is going to lay his life for their soul. Jesus Christ is saying right now in these verses, verse 16, 13 to 16, all the way down to 17, he's saying that I'm going to lay my life for you. He's with his disciples. He's telling them straight up. He's telling them I'm the vine. He loves them and he has a plan for them. And, and he's got a plan for you. Listen to me. Jesus Christ has a plan for you. The cross is real. These things he said, I command you that you love one another because love is is greater. Do you know that love covers a multitude of sins? It does. Try it. Try loving. Just be more loving. Try being more loving. Watch what happens. Let Christ in you bear that fruit and let Him walk in your life. Will you do that today? Will you let Him do that to you? This is what He's saying. He's saying, stop it. I want to make you, I want to make you whole. I want to be your God. I want to teach you new things. I want to take you to places you've never been. Will you do that, Jesus is saying? I want to remain in you. I want to become your father. I want to give you a new spiritual life. I want you to see the world differently. A spiritual life. Wow, it's radical. It's better than drugs, trust me. It's better than alcohol. It's better than than anything you could ever imagine. It's high on Jesus. You probably think I'm crazy. No, man, I'm not a holy rolling crazy nut job. Jesus Christ paid the price. And he wants you to understand him, but you can never understand him. You're like, how do I understand this guy? Because Jesus said to Nicodemus, you must be born again. That's the only way that the fruit can remain in you is because you become born again, receive Jesus Christ as your Messiah. You put on Christ. He he puts in inside you. He dwells in you. The helper, the Holy Spirit has never left you. He's here. And he grows in you. And you start growing in the word. Father, we thank you for this time, Lord. We pray, Lord, that believers, non-believers understand, Jesus, that it's about growing in your word. Father, we love you, Jesus. Anyone that's listening to this podcast, YouTube, Twitter, anywhere, grab a hold of Jesus. (laughs) Yo, grab grab his waist. Grab the vine. But don't stay drunk on the wine. Jesus, we love you, Father. We thank you, Father. We pray, Lord, that these believers come, listen to this word, grow. Grow like the vine, Father. You're the vine. And Lord, that our branches scatter out and witness to people that don't know you, Jesus. And amen. Listen, thank you for growing in his word. Listen, Jesus wants you to be a branch. He wants you to branch your arms out, man, in his love, in his mercy. But he doesn't want to force it on you. He doesn't want to force it on you. He wants you to come and love. If you do that, will you do that? If you do, Jesus will never leave you. He'll never leave you anyways. He loves you. He's hunting you down right now with his love. You don't know that, but he's hunting you. He's chasing you. You may be driving your car right now and saying, what? What's going on here, man? Jesus is hunting you down, man, with his love arrows. Oh, you know, he loves you. And I I pray that he uses a beautiful woman that's filled with his love and Holy Spirit to come to you and witness to you. He loves you, man. He loves all of you. Man, females. He loves loves you. 
love him back? That's what he wants. He just wants you to love him back and spend that personal relationship with him. Will you do that today? I hope so. May the Lord Jesus be with you guys. And listen, next week we're going to finish off. We're going to talk about the relationship of believers to the world. We're going to talk about how believers to the world result in justification with Christ. And how 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 God uses believers. And how He wants to use you. And if you guys need any more information, listen, log on to Growing in His Word. Growinginhisword.com org. We're there. We're, we're, any podcast, we're there. YouTube, we're there. Twitter, we're there. There's no excuse. <laughs> Jesus loves you guys, man. So do I. God bless you guys. And remember, Jesus said that if the world hates you, know that it hated me before it hated you. Because there's going to be persecution. Jesus about to kill him. They're about to kill Jesus, but the promise of the Holy Spirit is coming to you because he loves you. And you're going to love these next chapters. God bless you guys. And thank you for growing in his word.